We've gone through the hard parts, Baruch Hashem. So up to that, Lamed Vav. Oh, oh, I like this Masechta very much. Lamed Vav, Amid Beis, two lines from the bottom. So the Gemara said, what, what the Gemara said was, what the Gemara said. Okay, Lamed Vav, Amid Beis. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I, 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 I know. Lamed two lines from the bottom. So the Gemara said that because Yosef Hatzadik was Mekadeshim Shemayim privately, he got an extra letter of Hashem's name added to him, which was the Hey. But because Yehuda was Mekadeshim Shemayim publicly, his entire name is comprised of the Shem Hashem. So what 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 does it mean that Yehuda was Mekadeshim Shemayim publicly? So Daf Tes Lamed the Gemara said. That Yehuda admitted to making, to doing the Avera, and not to Avera, whatever, to living with Tamar. And that was how he was Makad the Shem Shemayim publicly. Today's Gemara has a different approach, and the, and the Mepharshim speak out. It's not a contradiction. They both could be right. He could, he could have done two things that were Makad the Shem Shemayim publicly. The first one was Tamar, and the second one is this one. Yehuda Mahi. What's the reference to Yehuda? Now, today's Daf, it's not about Yehuda the person, it's Yehuda the Shevet. It's a member of his shevet. You're talking about hundreds and hundreds of years after Yehuda died. So what is it referring to? The Tanya. It's a very, very famous Gemara. Now we know all the, we all, we're all familiar with the second opinion that we're going to quote. We're not familiar with the first opinion. The, talk, the Gemara is going to talk about who jumped into the Yamsuf. So we're all familiar. Nachshem Aminadav from the Shevi Yehuda. That's the second opinion, and that's the Mekadashim Shemayim publicly. It was Nachshem Aminadav from the Shevi Yehuda. It was Shemayim publicly. And because of that, hundreds of years earlier, Yehuda had the name of Hashem. But the first opinion is not like that. The Gemara says, Yehuda Ma'iditanya. The first opinion is, Hayyur of Meir, Oimer of Meir used to say, Kesha'amdu Yisrael al-Yam, when the Jewish people were by the Yamsuf, Hayyur Shvatim Enatschem Zezeh, the Shvatim started to argue, but not argue as to who's not going in. They wanted to go in. They all wanted to be the first to jump in. This is not like the Pshat we're going to see in a moment. Everyone wanted to jump in first. This one said, I want to go first, I want to go first. So Kofatz, Shivtoy Shal Binyamin. The Shaver Binyamin jumped in first. Biyarli Yam Tchila. Shanemar, as the Pasuk says, Sham Binyamin Tsar Roidim. The Pasuk says in Tehillim that the Shaver of Binyamin, Tsar Roidim, they're young, and Roidim means they rule. But Roidim could actually raid Yam. They went into the water first. Raid, they went down, Yam into the water. Okay, so now because they jumped in, the Shevet of Yehuda was very upset because the Shevet of Yehuda was always the Melech. They should go in first. This the, the princes of Yehuda, were, the officers of Yehuda were throwing stones. I don't think they were actually throwing stones to kill. They were just very, very, very upset. The, the office of Yehuda stoned them. But but despite the fact that Yehuda was upset, because Binyamin jumped in first, it was Natschus that Yosef that Binyamin was able to have the, the Mizbeach on his portion, that he had uh, parts of the, the Beis Hamikdash was on the Chelek of Binyamin, of as the Pasuk says, that uh, between the shoulders Hashem rests, the shoulders of Binyamin. Now, by the way, the Taisus brings down a medrash that Hashem was like very happy with both Binyamin and Yehuda because even though Yehuda was upset but they were he was upset because he wanted to serve Hashem so there was a certain nachas Akadish Baruch Hu had fine that's the first pshat the first opinion is that the, the Binyamin jumped in first but that's not the second pshat the second pshat which we were familiar with Armelar of Yehuda the review this is no no Loi that's not what took place you have it backwards nobody wanted to jump in the water unlike you that everyone was trying to jump in he says no nobody wanted to jump in they were all afraid 
Kovas Nachshem and Minodav, until the prince of Yehuda, Nachshem and Minodav, jumped in, and he jumped into the water. But what's interesting is, when he jumped into the water, the water didn't split yet. Shnemar, as the Pasuk says, the Pasuk in Hesheya, Sivavuni Bekachash Ephraim, Umirim Beis Yehuda, Ephraim surrounded me with Sheker, and the house of Yehuda, the house of Israel with deceit. Yehuda Adred Im Kel. But Yehuda still was with God. They went down with God, meaning that's referring to Nachshem and the jumping in. And regarding this, we have a Pasuk in Tehillim that says, Hashiyeni Elikim Kibo Maima Nefesh. Tavati Bein Sulavin Maimit. The Pasuk says in Dovin HaMelech, who's describing himself, but the truth is he was describing other scenarios as well. The Dovin HaMelech said that, Save me because the water's up to my neck. Now, this is a reference to this. The Gemara, the Medrash also brings down that Avram Avinu originally said that when he was trying to go Shecht Yitzchak, the, the Sultan brought water and he went up to his neck. That's why we do Tashlich. Because it took place on on, on Rosh Hashanah, whatever is ultimate. So this is one shot: is that when David Melch said that, "Help me, my neck, the waters of Tamanek." That was not Hashem who said that. And the pasuk says, "Al tish yam." Don't let the current sweep me away. Al mitsula. Don't let me be swallowed up by the depths. Now, while Nachshem and is floundering, Ba'ayi This is a very, very famous, very, very famous Gemara. That at that point, Ba'ayi At that moment. When Nachshem and Nadav is floundering, at that moment, Moshe was davening. So Hashem said to Moshe, My children are drowning. And you're praying. No, do something. So Moshe said, What should I do? So go into the water. Take your staff and stretch it out, and the water will split. So because Nashim and Adav jumped in, Lefikach, Zacha Yehuda Lassim Shal Bisos, that's Chos that Yehuda was always the rulers of Klal Yisrael, Shanem Yehuda Yehuda Kadsha Yisrael, Mam Shalaisah, that Yehuda rules over Yisrael, Matam Haisi Yehuda Kadsha Yisrael, Mam Shalaisah, Mishim Hayyam Rav Ayanis. This Chos that Yehuda was able to rule over Klal Yisrael, Hayyam Rav Ayanis, is referring to the Yamsuf. And this mamar said by Rabbi Yehuda, his namesake. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a coincidence. So you see over here, so that's when it says that when Yehuda was publicly, it's referring to this vart that the shevet of Yehuda was the first one to jump in. Now, Tanya, Rav Lozer ben Yaakov, I mean, I'll go back. Um, we sort of spoke this out, but the Gemara never like officially... Does anybody talk about how when, when Hashem says now is not the time for feeling, now is the time for action, yeah, yeah. what's the definition of that time? Well, we always say that feeling... No, so there's, there's many, many of us should talk about this. But Yisachar has... Five or six pratim as to why it was not a time for davening. Could be there was no schosim, and then sometimes when there's no schosim, you have to be moiser nefesh. That's a bnei sasla's approach. But the the the, the mafarshei hachomish definitely describe what what was going on for sure. Um, not the rishanim as much, more the acharanim. But Satanya. So now back back to the 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 hargrees evil. Now I, I spoke this out yesterday, sort of, but I never like the gemara didn't like officially speak it up on hargrees and moshe Levi. But we also know that Levi was in between the two mountains. So I said yesterday, the elders of Levi were down there, the rest of Levi were up there. And that's the Gemara speaks about. The Gemara says, Tanya, Ravos ben Yaakovim, Ravos ben Yaakovim says, You can't say Levi entirely was down there, entirely with the Aron. Because the Torah says that Levi is supposed to be by Gerizim. But you also can't say that Levi is entirely on top of the mountain, because we have a tradition that they were at the bottom of the mountain. So how do you reconcile? Okay, it's not. Zikne kun of Lamata, the elders of the Kehana, it doesn't say the age, but I guess they knew who the elders were. The elders of the Leviim 
and the Kehanim were down with the Aaron, Hashem but the rest were on top. So that's the first opinion, that it was elders only. Elders probably over 70, probably 75, whatever it was. Whatever they deemed as elders, that was the, they were the ones down. Rav Yeshia has a different shot. He says, no. Anyone who is fit to serve, we're down there. Anyone not fit to serve is above. Fit to serve is the, from the age of 30 to 50. So anyone who is, who is in the age that you could fit to serve in the, in the Beis HaMikdush, which is 30 until 50, uh, for the Levim, so Levim and Kahanim, 30 to 50 were down there, everyone else was on top. Okay. Now, still now we've had this all approach, which is that half the Shvatim were on Hargrizim, half the Shvatim were on Harevel. And the Kehanim Levim, Zikne Kehanim Levim, and the Aaron were in the between. Rebbe has a completely different approach as to what happened. He says, no, 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 no. Everyone was down here. Six Shvatim were standing in front of Hargrizim, six Shvatim were standing in front of Harevel, and they all would just turn. So they weren't on top of the mountain. He says, actually, everyone was next to the mountains, and they would just, it was just all of Kal Yisrael, and all of Kal Yisrael would turn and say the brachas together, and all of Kal Yisrael would turn. So it was next to the mountains, it's supposed to be on top of the mountain. So the Gemara says, Rebbe Yomer, Eluv Elo Everybody was between the mountains, nobody was on top of the mountains. So So what does it mean? It means they would turn to the mountain of Hargrizim, not with the people on top of Hargrizim, they would just turn to the mountain. You see, the first shot is, when the Kehanim and Levim are turning to Hargrizim, they're not turning to the mountain, they turn to the Jews on top of the mountain. This is no... There was no people on top of the mountain. Everyone would just turn to Hagrizim and say a bracha and say a klala. And then klala. And what does it mean when it says al Hargrizim? Al is samach. Al doesn't mean on. Al can mean next to. Okay. Now, how do you know that the word al, which generally we would translate as on, can mean next to? Kedetanya. We find such a scenario because the Pasuk says that we know that there was uh, the showbread, right? The lechem upon him. Right, you picture in the right, you have the shulchan, you have the lechem upon him, right, all those the stacks, and then we know there were spoons of frankincense. Now, if anyone sees the illustration, the spoons of frankincense are not on the bread; they're next to the bread. Even though the pasuk says al, it doesn't mean on; it means next to. So the gemara says, "Kedetanya nesata al amarechas levoinazaka." You put on the stacks of bread. You put frankincense al. Now al you could translate as on, but it says no. Al is besamech. Rebbe Oimer, it's the same Rebbe. Al is besamech. Rebbe translates al as could mean next to. The Gemara says, wait a minute. al mamish. How do you know that it's next to? Maybe it's on top. Kishuoimer, meaning what's the clear? That's still not clear because maybe you should put the frankincense on top of the bread. How do you know definitively that al could mean next to? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you because it says the Aron Hakodesh, right? What separated the Aron from the rest of the Mishkan? The Proichas, right? We have the, the Proichas by the Sefer Torah. Proichas. The Proichas it says Al HaAron. The Proichas were definitely not on top of the Aron; they were next to the Aron. So therefore, that's a clear pasuk that does not mean on; it means next to. The pasuk says V'sakoyis Al Aron. You take the Proichas and you put it on the Aron. But Haviyomer Al Basamach over there definitely doesn't mean. On top, it means next to. So you see, there's a precedent that the word al can mean next to. So to Hargrizmarevel, they were al Hargrizmarevel means next to Hargrizmarevel. That's the shot. Now, it's interesting. So Tanarabana. Now, here's the deal. Hargrizmarevel was basically an acceptance of Torah mitzvahs, if you think about it, right? We're accepting Amen, right? We're accepting Amen. So the Gemara says, for each bracha, let's say there's a topic, right? Let's say one of the topics is of Hargrizim Arevel. They didn't say all of the Torah. I think they said 11. I think it's 11 according to one opinion. Hargrizim, one of the topics is not to make a, a golden idol, right? Basically, don't do idolatry. Okay. So they said, cursed is the one who does, who does idolatry. Blessed is the one who does not do idolatry. So you've got a curse and a blessing. That's two. 
But the, it says the Gemara, Tanarabanan, Baruch Bechlal, Baruch Befrat. In addition to every single time they said a specific, they would also start off by saying, Cursed is the person who does not keep the Torah, blessed is the person who does keep the Torah. It's a general. And then they would say, Cursed is the person who, who, who makes a molten uh, image. So you have the generalization. And the specification. So for every mitzvah that was listed by Hagriz Marevel, you had the specification, generalization, that's two. You had the specific curse. Oh, let's just go through. Generalization, curse, specific curse. Generalization, blessing, specific blessing. That's four. But then, each one, they d- said it four times, describing lilmoid, lamed, lishmar, velasis. To learn, to teach, to guard, and to do. So let's I'll give you an example by the, uh, the molten uh, uh, idol said they would say cursed is the one who teaches someone to do this church is the one who learns to do this church is the one who does this doesn't guard against this they say it four times lishmar lame lishmar so for each so we start okay so you have four for the specifics four for the generalization four for the blessings four for the curses so it's eight and eight right so that's sixteen. So for every ca- topic that was said by Agriza Ma'evel, it was said 16 times. Because you have the specifics, the generalization, the cursing, the blessing, and for each cursing and blessing, you have It says four times two times two. So that's 16. So the Gemara speaks it out. Go to the next page. So it turns out that each topic was enumerated 16 times by Hagriz Marevel. Okay. Now the Gemara is assuming that Hagriz Marevel, they said all of the Torah, which is not the accepted approach that we'll see in a moment. So you got 16. Okay. This same um, process was repeated by Harsinai. So you got 16 here, 16 Besinai, 16 Ba'arvas Moav. 16 times 3 is 48. So, so he says, 16 times and we repeated it by Harsinai and by Aravis Moyev. So 16 times 3 is 48. Perfect. The problem is, Rav Shimon doesn't like this. Why? Because Rav Shimon says, Hagriz Marevel was not all the Torah. It was 11 things. So that, that doesn't count. So Rav Shimon uh, might see Hagriz Marevel. He says, oh, I agree it's 48. But I agree to Har Sinai. I agree to Arvis Moyev. I don't agree to Hagriz Marevel. Take that out. Umachnes oil moyed. And put in the oil moyed. So basically, you have them. Everyone agrees it's 48. The question is, everyone agrees Har Sinai was 16. Everyone agrees Arvis Moyev was 16 that they accepted the Torah 16 ways. Uh, generalization, specification, blessing, curses, lil lame, lishma, velasis. So that formation. I guess after Hashem, uh, after the Asar Sedibris, this was done. Was done 48 times. So, so, so everyone agrees Harsinai. Everyone agrees Arvaz Mayav. The Machlaikis is, what's the last 16? Tanakama says, Hagriz Marival. Rav says, I'll take it, Hagriz Marival, put an oil mayad. So you know what the machlekes turns out into? The, the side machlekes is what was said by Olamayad. You see, Shimon feels that Olamayad is one of the 16s, which means the entire Torah was repeated by Olamayad. Olamayad was a repetition. The Tanakama who doesn't count Olamayad is because he follows the view, as we're going to quote in a moment, that klolis nemru bahar sinai uprotis ba'olamayad. Meaning, you're, if you count Olamayad as one of the times, that means it was a complete repetition. Nothing new was said there. 
That's her Shimon's view. The Tanakama doesn't like that because the Tanakama says oil moed was not its own thing. Oil moed was a clarification of our Sinai, so it can't be its own count. You understand? Meaning, Rav Shimon says the time where all of the Torah was repeated, legamri, no chiddush, repetition was oil moed. Rav Tanakama doesn't like that. Why? Because the Tanakama feels follows the view, as we're going to see in a moment, Rav Yishmael, that klolis nemru bahar Sinai, that har Sinai, not all of the Torah was said. It was just the generalizations. Upratis nemr oil mayed. So according to him, you can't count oil mayed and harsinai as separate. Oil mayed and harsinai is one unit. Rav Shimon, who counts oil mayed and, and harsinai separate, it's because he holds that oil mayed, the entire Torah was given, and, and, oil, and harsinai also. So it was a repetition. The Gemara says, plug the dining tonight. This machloikis of whether oil mayed should be its own count of repeating all of the Torah, or is it just a clarification, is the following machlekes, the Tari of Shmuel Oimer, Klolis Nemer B'Sinai, the general principles of the mitzvahs are given Harsinai, Upratis Ba'el Mayed. So according to Rabbi Shmuel, you can't count Oil Mayed as separate from Harsinai, because Oil Mayed and Harsinai were two halves of one whole. But Rabbi Kiva Oimer, Klolis Upratis Nemer B'Sinai, V'Nishnu Ba'el Mayed, he says, no, no, everything was said at Harsinai, it was repeated at Oil Mayed, and it was repeated a third time at Arvis Mayed. So Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shimon are mamish lockstep with each other. That means, though, uh, 48 times. 16 times, sorry, yeah. Now, the Gemara says, So that means that the, every commandment in the Torah, we accept it upon ourselves 48 times. The 48 brises of the Torah. Now, it says the Gemara, the truth is, it's more than this. Why? There's a concept called arvus, yeah? Arvus means I accept upon myself that I'm obligated to guarantee, I'm a guarantor, I have to make sure you keep the Torah. Why is it I can make Kiddush 20 times for 20 different people who need to hear Kiddush? Why? It's a brachal of The answer is because I'm obligated to make sure you hear Kiddush. So by me repeating it, I'm being mighty, my obligation of making sure you hear Kiddush, which means it's not 48 times. It's 48 times the 3 million Jews. Right, because I have accepted upon myself to be a guarantor. So that means I accept it 48 times to keep the Torah for myself, and then I accept to make sure that the 3 million Jews who are here also accept the 48 times. So the Gemara says exactly. The Gemara says, means every mitzvah in the Torah, you accept it upon yourself 48 times, times, I said 3 million because that includes the women and children. But the count of the men was 603,550 times 48. That's how many times because we accepted the 48 times and we accepted to guarantee that the 600,000 Jews are Mekayim the Torah. Now it says the Gemara, I'm a Rebbe. Rebbe says, I actually, I think it's slightly off. Rebbe holds, <laughs> this is interesting. I'm accepting, I have 48 times I accept upon myself. But because I'm a guarantor, I, may, I am accepting upon myself that every Jew will also keep the Torah. So it's 48 times 600,000. But I'm accepting upon myself that I keep the Torah. I make sure you keep the Torah, which means I have to make sure that you are a guarantor on someone else. So it's 48 times 600,000 times 600,000 because I'm not just a guarantor on you. By me accepting the Torah and being a guarantor, I'm guaranteeing that you're going to be a guarantor to him. So you've got to pass it along. So it's, it's like 
exponential. Exactly. So it's 48 times 600,000 times 600,000. So the Gemara says, It's forty-eight times six hundred thousand. Times six hundred thousand. How so? What's the difference between these two opinions? The Machlegis is when you accepted the Torah, do you accept there to be a guarantor or to be a guarantor on your guarantor? Because I'm accepting to making sure you keep the Torah, but part of making sure you keep the Torah is I have to make sure that you will be a guarantor to someone else. So, the yeah, yeah, then, so that's, uh, that's, that's the Gemara says. Now, just to finish up the topic, it, there are, I believe, 11 curses. There are 11 curses by Hagriz Evil. Now, all of them outside, uh, I'll tell you like this. I'm just, uh, I see that they have a list. Um, eight, uh, nine out of 11 are for sure talking about, I'll tell you, four are talking about adultery. One is killing someone, one is taking a bribe, one is degrading the father. Okay, so they seem to be just an array. But says the Gemara, the following, The entire topic, all 11, are about adultery. Now, it doesn't go through all 11. I mean, four are pretty clear. Four are about sexual morality, but... The Gemara, there are seven that are, but what, the Gemara asks about one of them. And the Gemara explains how one of them works out about adultery, even though it wouldn't seem like it. And I guess you're supposed to figure out the other six on your own. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. One of them is, or, the first one is, or ish asha Curses is a person who makes a molten idol. How, does that, how is that adultery? That's, that's idolatry, that's not adultery. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, prove it to you. This can't mean adultery. Uh, this can't mean idolatry. Why? Avodazara. I'll say it. the words are too similar. It can't be Avodazara. Why? The Pashup Shah, the Pashup is talking about Avodazara. He's saying, no, it's idolatry. It's, 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 uh, it's nos, I, uh, adultery. The Gemara says, I'll prove it to you. Why? It says, or cursed is someone who does, who does Avodazara. That's it, just cursed. That's it. That's not, it's the worst thing a human being can do is Avodazara. There's nothing worse than Avodazara. Or, it's like, uh, it's like one of them is, you take a bribe. Okay, cursed. And I have a desire. desire is the worst thing a Jew can do. It's the Gemara says, Ba'arusagile, Avodizara is just cursed? No, the answer is the Pasuk is not actually referring to Avodizara. You know what it's referring to? It's referring to living with a married woman. And what is. No, it's true, but I guess the Gemara feels that Avodizara shouldn't just be one of the 11. Avodizara, it's, 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 it's beyond. I understand that. Yeah, so the Gemara says, I'll tell you what the Pshad is, actually. Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, degrades his father. Uh, I mean, it's not great. <laughs> I'm saying degrading is... Like, you know, so the Gemara says, I'll tell you what the actual Pasuk... Yeah, you're right. That's true. No, they're all they're all really bad. I guess the Gemara feels that it starts off with Avodazar. The Gemara says, it's not actually Avodazar. You know what it is? It's talking about a man who lives with a married woman has a child who's a mamzer. If you live with a married woman, you do adultery, the child's a mamzer. The child doesn't have any place in the Yiddishkeit because he knows that he's a mamzer. He feels rejected. He does have a desire. So, so says the Gemara, the case is where you live with a married woman, you have a child, 
That's a mamzer. And he feels because he can't marry a regular Jew, he feels rejected, so he naturally goes to the Goyim. And he wants to find a wife, so he does have a Dezara. So the, cur- the curse of the parents that led to this. So the entire parasha, basically what we're saying, the entire parasha could be talking about Noyaf and Neyafas. The entire parasha could be talking about adultery. And you have to, I guess, go through each one to figure out you know, how it's, how it's referring to. Just to finish the sugya, we'll go to the Mishnah. We'll do the Mishnah tomorrow. I mean, it's not a hard Mishnah, but it's a, it's a new topic of Birchus Kohanim. So the Gemara says like this, It says that you give the bracha on Har Grizim, and then the curses, it says bracha and then curses. So, so the Pashim Shad of the Pasuk, why is the Pasuk telling you this? The Pashim Shad of the Pasuk, it's telling you the order. Now, I'm sorry, the, the Pashim Shad of the Pasuk is telling you where the thing should take place. The blessings are Har Grizim, curses on Har Evil. The problem is we already know that. So what is the Pasuk telling you? What's the Chiddush? It's telling you not where the things take place, but the order. Blessings first. Now, that can go two ways. That could be all the blessings and then all the curses, or blessing, curse, blessing, curse, but always starting with blessing first. So the Gemara says, You might think that you should do all 11 blessings, and then all 11 curses, and then klala. So you do blessing, then curse, blessing, curse, blessing, curse, blessing, curse, but starting with the blessing first. Only one blessing before one curse is supposed to all blessings before all the curses. Now, and the Pasuk says, together, and there's a connection halachically between the blessings and the curses for the following reasons. To tell you, just like the curse was pronounced by the Leviim, so to the blessing is done. Meaning, whoever's announcing the curses announces the blessings as well. And just like the curses, it says, it says, which is, they have to say it loudly. Af bracha b'kolram. So, to the blessing has to be done in the same audible voice. Umaklal blashan akodesh, and just like klal blashan akodesh, because we said kol kol, right? All the drushes by the the volume and the language is learned out from the curses. Af bracha blashan akodesh. So, to the blessings have to be done blashan akodesh. Umaklal b'chal ufrat, and just like the curses, we did the general one and then the specific one. Af bracha b'chal ufrat. So, to the blessing. Umaklal elu elu oynen amrein, and just like the curses have one answered amen. Af bracha oynen amen. In other words, it's Simakish to say that is the exact same ceremony for the blesses as it is the cursing. All right, we'll stop here. Pick it up tomorrow. I'm not sure what I'm going to say is that